Hey, welcome to Shunya One, episode twenty-six. I can't believe we've been doing this for a while now, and uh, across all these episodes, I think uh, we've met so many interesting people from the startup ecosystem, uh, including obviously last week's episode with Zishan, and we've got quite some feedback from from all you guys on our Slack channel as well about how insightful it was, and it indeed was. Uh, I think uh, we don't have too many folks who uh, can help us go so in depth into the education sector, and I'm glad that we were able to do that last week. And uh, obviously, uh, shout outs uh, to a few new folks joining us on Slack as well: Vibhor, Abhishek, Mukul, and of course Bhav Kaka, who's been giving us regular feedback. I think. Uh, you guys should uh, definitely jump in and give us more feedback about what kind of topics we should cover because i think across all these episodes we have spoken to so many folks uh, who have come from different backgrounds but there's so much more out there and uh, as we'll hear even on today's episode you know uh, there's more on both sides of the table including whether you're a founder whether you're an investor whether you're someone looking to get into this space in so many ways and uh, we'll keep talking about startups and entrepreneurship and more so let's uh, jump on board and get started all right so today we have japan vyas who's a dear friend a venture capitalist seed investor angel investor mentor uh to a bunch of startups and obviously your co-founder and managing partner at six sense ventures yes. which is a fund and uh, So I obviously know you for a couple of years now. You're an angel investor in Hipcask, and you've been, you know, angel investing for quite some time. I think there's some really exciting companies uh, that you're involved with. What can you tell me about your story so far in terms of why this space excites you and what got you in? Uh, any early anecdotes you can share? Because I think the even till date, there's so much. Uh, Unknown around what angel investing really is. Yeah. Uh, so know. yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me here. Happy to have and you. And wonderful introduction. Sounds good. I've been an investor all my professional life. Almost uh, started with the lending side of the business on infrastructure. Uh, moved on to head a alternative asset management business within IDFC. So that was around two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we invested into Paytm. Among the earliest investors into Paytm, I think that's where the journey or the or the experience of investing in early stage businesses, new age businesses, started and moved away. I started moving away from more of infrastructure financing uh, businesses, uh, and then it's become a part of uh, you know part of what you do. Uh, jokingly, I tell people that यही करने आता है. इन्वेस्टिंग ही करने आता है तो और कुछ कर नहीं सकते हैं राइट सो दैट्स व्हाट आई डू प्रोफेशनली वी रन फंड्स पर्सनली आई डू अ बिट ऑफ सीरीज इन्वेस्टिंग बिकॉज दैट हेल्प्स यू नो एनहेंस द इकोसिस्टम देर आर अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल हु नीड अ बिट ऑफ हैंड होल्डिंग अपॉर्चुनिटीज विच आर इंटरेस्टिंग मे बी वेरी रिस्की फ्रॉम अ प्रोफेशनल फंड पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू Uh, but as part of the ecosystem you want them to get an opportunity to create something interesting right uh, so that's where i started angel investing i think somewhere down the line i moved away from angel to a lot of or a bit of lot is not the right word a uh, bit of seed investing where i invest really early stage uh, in technology or impact businesses or in businesses which are in difficulty oh right so startups again yeah. uh, 
that kind of uh, i think that's that's where i can bring some of uh, my strengths to the table and help the founders mm-hmm. uh, maybe take a second shot at the opportunity right so now you mentioned 2008 which is uh, which was rather a very early period for the startup boom that we see today in fact uh, i don't think even uh, apart from paytm there were very few uh, paytm wasn't even a known brand yeah, at that it, point it's, yeah. it was 197 it was 197 yeah, yeah back then yeah. Yeah, yeah so were you at that point also still seeing it as a startup or were you looking at no. it as a proper business play which was just another business up for investment yeah i think i think paytm is a success story which everybody will uh, want to claim credit for and being associated with and having spotted it uh, for us purely it was a business opportunity that we looked at it uh, it was a part of a fund where we were doing investing into infrastructure businesses which also included telecom services uh-huh. right and 197 was a large vast play there was a small baby within 197 called paytm which was taking shape ideas taking shape etc uh my investment uh was primarily based on the person right i think we invested around 2010 into it uh it was a half an hour decision where i don't remember where i met vijay but i think we met in some hotel heard him out heard the story and he can sell the idea and the vision and you can see the passion in that man right right uh, so that's what we backed into uh it's morphed into a completely different animal i think beyond the wildest imaginations of any of the early investors and it's played out beautifully till now right uh, so yeah so it was a business investment uh, and we all benefited out of the way it's morphed into a, a, right. a financial services play that sort of i mean that was one of the obviously large stories which you see today uh, but along the way like you said when you started getting into more on the seed and angel side yourself personally uh that was also you were pretty early in that as well right i mean can you recount any of these yeah, so i started doing this from 2014 onwards yeah. uh, after i moved out from idfc to start six sense ventures yeah so again as i told you the objective over there was to help the ecosystem be a part of the ecosystem and that's how i did it primary my investment thesis is people matter so most of my investments are based on the promoters the founders and backing them and i typically you wouldn't have heard of most of my founders mm-hmm. i like them low profile doing their work avoiding the limelight and that's where i think the one of the earliest investments i think you also aware of it is dimension and xg yeah uh which is uh, really creating deep technology into tracking and 3d reconstruction yeah. and i hopefully in the next couple of months you'll hear some good things uh, yeah. about them nice uh Create a bunch of technology. So, so you know, again, personal investment is uh, put into two brackets: uh, technology investments and social impact businesses, right? So, on the social impact side, uh, there's a company called Khaddar, uh, which is the khadi and handloom uh, garments. Uh, there's a company called uh, Happy Roots, which is uh, into you know cookies and making biscuits and products out of indigenous grains, working with marginalized and tribal farmers. products made by women self help groups in villages the founder is doing some excellent work in vidarbha awarded uh, president award uh, winner government of maharashtra recognized business world i think recognized her uh, as a woman leader for 2017 so a lot of interesting work happening real work happening on the ground uh, and you just feel fortunate to be part of that journey what uh, led you to decide that you want to spend time doing social investments that's not like something that most people generally was there a reason why you went into that direction 
yeah, so you know, uh, as I mentioned, I invest. So my investment thesis is very simple: people matter. I invest ahead of uh, trends. So you know, the first fund I invested, Paytm, where nobody knew much about it. Uh, that fund itself did uh, infrastructure financing and outperformed uh, the market significantly when people are losing money in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Our the second fund in 2012. I was an early investor in RBL Bank, Indusind Bank, National Stock Exchange. So each of those investments are four, five x up from right, right. their cost price. Much ahead of uh, financial services became a a hot uh, topic in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, so I, I prefer investing where others are not investing sectors because I find value there. Right. Uh, and my belief is there is a lot that can be done on the social impact side. Mm-hmm. And you can create great consumer brands over there. I think people, when you talk about social impact investing, people think of it as doing charity. Yeah, kuch hoga nahi usme. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't believe that. I think I if you agree. if you have patience over there, if you build the business uh, uh, well, you can create great consumer brands because people want to buy such stories. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, given an opportunity, so if mm-hmm. you have great products and great stories, people will lap it up, and that's what we are trying to do over here. And also, I mean. Since you mentioned on the topic of social investing, uh, it's also not a sector which I understand the brand uh, part, but it's also not a sector which a typical angel investor looks at simply because what kind of output uh, exit do you define yeah. in uh, in that in that space? Because technology, obviously, you assume that technology is going to go up a ramp, you know, but social. Uh, Output uh, social companies, yeah. impact companies. How do you how do you look, as an in, just from a strict investor's hat? So I think there are two ways to look at it. Uh, one, if the business is good, I don't want to exit them. I would rather keep owning those businesses, right? Mm. Uh, second is every social impact business in the front end could become potentially a very good consumer facing business. Mm-hmm. And if it is a good strong consumer facing business, there will be a lot of takers for it, mm. right? Right. Similar to any other consumer facing business, it's just that the on the back end, you're doing a lot of impact work. You're really making a meaningful difference to uh, the marginalized sections of the society. Yeah, and that's where, yeah. that's the kind of f- focus here. So not, yeah. you're not necessarily saying something which is, I mean, when you think social impact, you sometimes think charity or, you know. Which you what think, I'm saying. So that's that's not uh, what we're looking at. I think unless you don't make, the enterprise is not commercially successful, it is not possible to sustain doing good work. Right. Right. right? Uh, and you're, if you want to continue do, doing good work, you better create a good, successful business around it. Because then you can have a greater impact. And that's what I am focusing on. Yeah, so it's different from the pure play, charity sort of social investing, which a lot yeah. of people do, which is... So, uh, not to put words in your mouth, but generally when uh, people are looking at angel investors, there are angel investments, they're looking at some multiple of return. Yeah. Is this something where you look at it more like uh, we're going to, you want a profitable business, but are you looking in the same way for like multiple returns or are you looking for it more in the sense like set up a sustainable business of this nature, which can then grow over much Grad, more, much more gradual period or am I just talking out of am I talking complete rubbish yeah, so, so let's put it this way when people or friends come to me and saying you know if you are investing we want to invest along mm. with you and I'm telling you are you mad you know mm. you are I mean it's a different ball game you're better off uh, investing in the listed markets as an investor to make your money right. rather than doing early stage unlisted street mm. investing or angel investing I do it some others do it uh, because you are part of the ecosystem motivation not necessarily always is 
making great returns okay. because there's enough data points out there to show that uh, I think the average returns still even out right you might end up becoming making more money out of the listed market investing right. okay uh, here is because I think it's 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 not only uh, about making money it's about helping create something uh, building an ecosystem right. and in that uh, effort if you end up making good money so be it yeah Sure. I, I think that's a very nice thing <laughs> to say and look at. Uh, but uh, again, in my experience, of course, since you have the kind of background you do and you've seen uh, multiple cycles of investments already, uh, I guess that's where you uh, you know you give that much of benefit of doubt to the market. But I've seen uh, a lot of other angel investors who have come up in the recent past who actually see this as like magic. You know, like oh. I can, you know, triple my investment in a few months yeah. just because if I can get another VC to sign up, but, I mean... But as you and I know, magic is not the exactly, reality. So Exactly. So, so I think that's where... And I want to come back to talking about the other side of... The lack or the, of magic. Oh, no. I, I think of, of how other people view angel investing and how, yeah. what they probably have wrong. So, so I, I'll, I'll just add over there. I think uh, the Indian ecosystem is still young. Uh, and it's uh, shallow, both on the investing opportunities available, uh, as well as the investors and the founders, right? Uh, we are all learning. Yeah. Uh, so you will see a lot of people doing things for the wrong reasons. So investing, as you said, for making a 3x in few months, etc. But we'll all learn along the way. And it's still very, very early days in the Indian startup ecosystem. We are what? Maybe... A 10 15 year old ecosystem so i think it will deepen it will strengthen and hopefully going forward we will see lesser and lesser of such investments happening for the wrong reasons yeah no so that's exactly my point so when you the in both sides have been accelerating and growing right founders are starting companies left right and center for all sorts of reasons some of them not so great reasons some of them really focused and likewise, in, in investors are also there are very they come in shapes and sizes, and uh, obviously the ecosystem, like you said, is early. But how you tune uh, what people see even today is mostly the successes, right? Mostly yeah. people look at the big gains, the big successes, and those become the benchmarks which form people's opinion or ab about the ecosystem. Yeah. So, given that again, you've had a certain amount of experience even working with founders of. I'm sure you've met uh, many who are of different characteristics and so on. And people who you may have said no to, you know, like an anti-portfolio, as they say. Uh, what have been the markers in which you see, uh, you know, people going in the wrong way from a founders, from your assessment of a founder, let's say? So I think uh, a lot of times uh, when you see founders setting up a business because it it's a copy of something which has succeeded elsewhere uh, I'm not usually very fond of such businesses uh, second is you come across a set of founders who come with a chip on their shoulder uh, and who expect that uh, you know they need to get funded or ought to get funded because they come from a certain background alma mater mm -hmm. working with certain companies etc I prefer to stay away from them so I think from from my perspective, these are two things which kind of what what makes have you ever looked at you know working with obviously you must be co-investing and you have co-invested with a bunch of other uh, investors as well. So what do you think of 
angel funds and these angel groups and and there are quite a few not to name any of them but uh they again they sort of for me i think i've seen the people who back those groups and people who are participants in those groups often have a very different viewpoint than you who is an individual who's taking the time to meet the founder and understand the business and so on so what's your take on those have you ever been a part of those so uh, i personally have never been a part of any of such groups but i think they all serve a purpose they all help broaden the ecosystem mm-hmm. uh individually you or i might have a different way of investing they might have a different way of investing uh but they provide a very important source of early stage capital to the ecosystem uh and i think they're doing a great even job even if it's to the sometimes for the wrong reasons and to the wrong people so you know who are we to decide what's right or what's wrong you know my right is your wrong your uh, right is my wrong so i just i think that's how it is and more the people in the ecosystem the better so uh, again unlike most people i would say who are new to angel investing see you have a certain amount of you have a process you have the markers which you mentioned you have a certain amount of confidence in the method you use most people uh, may not have that yeah and and that's where for them uh, and if they still want to participate in the early stage ecosystem uh, they are better off or well served by the angel groups right yeah but again the expectations need to be matched yes so i think that's over. it's a cultural issue with us right we don't communicate clearly and we don't communicate directly right so and that's where most of the expectation mismatch happens in in our society right yeah we don't like to say be, it directly be direct tell the truth right. completely but i think if you do that uh, you're fine yeah also i mean I, i don't have much sympathy for either side of that right the entrepreneurs are adults the investors are adults but i mean if they decide they want to do this and they want to work together however they want to one investor one guy decides that okay i want to go to xyz angel fund and take an investment which has got 18 different people participating in it that's fine as up it's up yeah, to them right yeah it's the 18 different people who don't know the founder is when the but then that's starts. you know i mean like the entrepreneur knows what he's getting into right i mean like it's very at least so i've been to a couple of these things where i uh, friends of mine have been participating and they've asked me to come and help evaluate and stuff like that and uh, these are generally not ch- uh, these are generally not like you know fresher kids or stuff like that who are presenting at these things they're generally fairly seasoned guys mm-hmm. so i really feel like you know hey if they want to take that they should be able they should take that right? i don't see anything uh, particularly negative about the existence of these groups no, i wouldn't I- go to them myself that's not my cup of tea but, but- Oh, but it's it's absolutely okay you know if you're starting out uh, and you need access to capital i think the founders or whoever is taking the capital need to appreciate that there is somebody or a bunch yeah. of people who are willing to give them capital mm-hmm. none of us have the god given right of uh, getting capital right exactly so if you are able to convince a person or a group of people to give that money i think you need to respect that and take it i mean the question then is about nitigrities the documentation uh, how do you uh, you no know, manage expectations of a bunch of people how do you set your documentation such that a lot of your time is not wasted in managing uh, I think a large set of investors i think that's the key thing over there yeah right? so i think i think there are various ways in which you can do that uh, and again i come back to the same thing you know it's it's a very valuable pool of capital early stage capital uh, which is not so freely available in our country so right. uh, i think we should uh, yeah. uh treat them with respect uh, fairly and have your arrangement and documentation such that both uh, parties are are happy about it right so again just to i'm i'm sorry i'm bringing out all these i'm wearing my founder hat yeah, yeah, very please. strictly today please do. uh because i've 
happened to interact with uh, a lot of investors over the years <laughs> <laughs> and and i feel there's one aspect of investing so angel investing is a very and i i'm not claiming to even know the half of it i have not done it myself so it's a very like you said it's all about your gut feeling and it's all about your confidence in the person you meet and it's a person to person equation that you judge now the when when people take that for granted uh whichever side that's obviously not something you can do but then at the same time how do you do angel investing at scale let's say if you have a lot of money to distribute how do you do it as an individual with each founders hand holding so much and is that the reason why these groups exist or i'm saying where does the and my question is also to coming to even platforms like what we have like angelist today which is trying to do syndication and mm-hmm. so on right so that's an extreme optimization of this process we are somewhere in the journey in india yeah so what's your take on how this is evolving or is this a viable vocation to you know get into for an investor so uh, if you are going to as an individual angel invest at scale then uh, you're better off having a professional setup to manage that right mm-hmm. so whether that's in the form of a family office or you give it to other angel funds to manage it uh, because there's only so much that individually that you can look after or manage right uh, so i think that's the short answer of it and uh, the other thing to answer your other question is we still very very early in our journey so we will see platforms and you are seeing platforms which are trying to organize this entire early stage investing process right uh, which have evolved further on from angel groups right the more time we give it to them uh, we will see uh, some of them succeed beautifully what, what what are your thoughts of platforms like angel list and stuff like that do you think those are valuable they are valuable uh, they provide uh, again an alternative to the traditional way of uh, investing and managing your investments mm-hmm. uh and they're doing a i think a great job of uh, you like this uh, the idea of like the lead investor and all the people following him and then putting in small small amounts to kind of and then that becomes the interface because that solves one of the problems you were talking yeah, about yeah the lead right? invest you basically put your trust yeah. in the lead investor yeah. and their decisions yeah, so i think i think uh, that is what happens in a certain small way in india too right mm-hmm. uh when you do through angel groups unless yeah, there is no they have a very individual yeah, there's too much uh, there's too much personality no one there. wants to take a, no one wants to take responsibility yeah. that's another problem yeah, we have yeah. as a culture right so why i mean let's put it the other way around suppose if i am the lead investor why would i take responsibility if i am not going to get anything in return from the other investors correct exactly. right correct uh, and that comes down to the old question that in financial services we are not willing to pay for services or advice and stuff like that uh, yes we pay right? commission on execution yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, i think all this is evolving yeah uh, mm. so uh, rather than criticize or critique anything the way things are happening today in our country i think it's just so early days that anything we say today is really doesn't so, matter it's not going to be just, we go, a year from now it's going to be different yeah true uh, individually each of us have to mature mm. uh, grow uh, deepen our insights and we'll all find our uh, you know room to play into great on that note i think we'll take a quick break sure. and cool. come right back hey welcome back guys so more on the topic about angel investing and the pitfalls around it for either side uh i think we had uh, another guest on the show here uh, mitin sampath who's also an angel investor himself and you yeah. know him pretty well 
recently he posted about how as an angel he also has had to sort of uh, face the short end of the stick even though most stories about angel investors are about the ones which work out are great uh, you make many times your money uh, and the ones which don't you took a risk and obviously you lost all your money maybe but he had an interesting point where uh, he's seeing cases where because of future vcs coming into the round and potentially multiplying an angel investors wealth a lot of founders are sometimes either themselves or by the vcs coaxed into uh, you know ex- giving exits to angels especially when they have a large cap table and it's like very bluntly put how he put it as cleaning up your cap table right. uh, which is a term being tossed around uh <laughs> and that happens i mean it's sometimes maybe even justifiable when you have let, let's say 20 people on your table and obviously maybe a vc wants to do this what's your take on this this whole entire experience as an angel or this phenomena which is happening i think uh, his core point was that basically an angel is taking total downside risk it should also get total upside i completely agree with what he was saying of course uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, i agree too i agree no, but it's happening i mean i look at it uh, this way uh i am putting my money or anybody is putting their money uh at such an early stage taking risk on a person or a bunch of people all right uh you cannot prevent that person uh from riding the upside as and when it happens because you don't know really what's the percentage of success in such early investments right right uh i have myself come across such situations where uh, you know i'll not name the investee company but uh, one of the companies that i've invested into who came to me one day and coming saying sir next round investment karenge to ye sara jo riff raff hai wo nikal denge ah and i blew my, he's like sir aap to bahut valuable ho aapko nahi bol raha hu baaki sab riff raff nikal denge and i blew my top off and i was sitting in the starbucks below my office i'm like you know how dare you these are the people who have looked at your face and given you money you have you were at an idea stage you mm-hmm. you have no god given right to receive this investment these are the ones of people who have put money behind you and this is what you think of them i said you know where is this arrogance coming from uh, then he like profusely apologized and he like no no sir i understand galti ho gaya and it's a year since that conversation he still not been able to close the next round of investment oh man right mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that's where and when the reality hits you uh you you realize that baat karna ek bahut hi easy hota hai you see when you're in a bullish phase of early stage investment you feel ke ha hum to acha hi bana rahe hain what we are making is is much sought after investors will also seek us and we'll be able to you know achieve our dreams uh but i think that's a wrong way because key is in the execution the key is in uh, you know respecting people whether as investors or advisors or in general people who have helped you in such an early stage of your life mm. uh, who are helping you grow helping you build your organization uh, when you keep that in mind uh, keep take everyone along is when you will actually end up creating something mm-hmm. uh, fundraising and exits will be a consequence of good execution right anything else will be pure luck yeah No, and that's what I think the point even Mithin was trying to make. I believe is the fact that this happens is is it a function of sometimes the founder just being short sighted in terms of the you know even as when he's taking raising angel money 
like you said it's the probably the first money he's ever gotten in his life or in this company uh i mean one would be eternally grateful for that and and respect the terms of their agreement everything comes with an agreement there's yeah. a legal angle to it but these are things which are outside i mean it's not illegal what he's doing but it's a decision which he's maybe uh, taking because his mindset has changed at some point due to whatever reasons it could be i mean i've heard even vcs would want this at I've some point i've heard it uh, numerous times so yeah. i mean like i know that that's a real issue there right but you know i'm also a vc and yes. i really don't see an issue if there are 10 people on the cap table or 20 mm-hmm. as far as the rights are managed because once the company is growing bigger you don't want a lot of different constituencies having rights which might prevent a company from growing correct yeah. so for example you know if an early stage of angel investors have certain uh, rights on decisions on fresh fundraising timing of exits etc uh, when you've reached the pre series a series a and you got two three rounds of investment coming after that uh, you may want to protect their right to exit and stuff but you may not want to give them certain decision making power yes yeah, so as i was saying in a nutshell you know if the documentation is managed well it's absolutely okay having more number of people on the cap table there could be different reasons people want to clean up so called the cap table and maybe because you know you get a opportunity to buy in at a cheaper yeah, price or right. a discount secondary investment yeah and that's where the that's where it gets muddy actually and, yeah. that's, and that's where i, I again come back to the thing that uh, it is all about people matter so if you get invest with the right uh, back the right people more often than not uh, you know these are softer aspects so they should respect that you are the earliest investors and they should be they should be in fact willing to fight for your rights with vcs and i think if if even a vc sees that he or she will respect uh, that from the founder yeah true yeah i think so i mean like i think uh, this idea that uh, resetting stuff and like you know that stuff just doesn't really make sense to me i mean like you know trying to get somebody out when it just feels wrong right it's very it's a very opportunistic behavior yeah it, and i think if you do that word spread sooner or later and uh, it's a long journey right but how do you actually but how do you make that uh, I, i guess you answer that question right with by basically trying to control rights is how you kind of solve that issue with different so I, yeah I, i mean i don't think it's a non solvable right. issue it's it's it can be easily tackled okay and so, suppose if i'm an angel investor and somebody next round is coming 5x 10x a mm. uh, good credible institutional investor coming in mm. i don't see a reason why will i not be able to uh, willing to give up my rights because right. i know that somebody else who is more competent more equipped uh, in terms of bandwidth is now going to also have a say in the management so i'll be willing to give up the give those up right and i'm getting a markup and i'm hoping to ride the upside from there onwards yeah, sure yeah, in fact that brings me to my next question around as in the journey of being an angel investor until there is an next round uh, of of after you've made like you said the people decision about okay deciding okay this is what it is and that valuation and person and so on How has it been for you with the companies you've seen or uh, in your experience seen others that how involved do you need to be genuinely I know it matters case to case but as in uh, by averages what how involved does an angel in general need to be to ensure that whatever decision he or she made uh, plays out in the right way uh, so most of the times I don't think they are required to be unless there's a lead angel and he or she has been brought in for a specific purpose or uh, to add value to the company 
Uh, off late, I've been doing a lot of seed investing where uh, I come in early, play a, or I'm uh, expected to play a, more, a lot more active role. So I've my investing companies, some of them saying, you know, give us more time, come with us, meet our customers, meet right. meet our vendors. We want to share those relationships with you that you know it's a it's a way of managing a key man risk saying that if something happens to us at least you have those relationships so different kind of founders will have different set of expectations from you right. there are some strong teams second time uh, founders who really don't need any of your intervention uh, they they keep you uh, updated on what's happening once in a while they'll ask you for a comment or a question or your views and there's a bunch of investor founders who really want as much as of your time that you can give them where i have to tell them that you know really you don't need me so much mm-hmm. so and and that's also because of obviously the nature of business i mean as an investor pure play uh, sometimes you do have angel investors who are very domain specific as well like where you can actually add a lot more value because yes of being in the same domain uh, but if you are a pure play money uh, and strategy and yeah know. so you really don't so somebody like me uh, i really don't think that i i have a lot to say on a day to day basis right uh, but sure because you've been in this business for the last 16 17 years uh, you've seen so many businesses uh, so many different people you can on a time to time basis period, periodically add value you can ask the right questions at the end of the day it's their business it's the founders business right you i at least i leave it to them to have the final say yeah i give them a suggestion when asked to otherwise i don't interfere yeah and th- what would be your advice again to again domain specific kind of guys or as people who are not pure play looking at it from a point of money i know there's a point where sometimes a founder goes out looking for money and they find uh, not just an angel but someone who wants to be more involved and wants to become and then you have unexpected uh, equity ambitions as well so he or she should become an entrepreneur himself or herself <laughs> <laughs> yeah but <laughs> backseat driving is the most uh, it's, it's a bad thing right exactly yeah. i mean when you're sitting in your car and if you constantly keep telling your driver what to do uh, yeah. it's a recipe for disaster yeah right uh, so i think but it's when you have uh, domain knowledge it becomes more difficult and uh, consequently imperative for that person to be mindful as to when to be involved and when not to be involved yeah and i think i have a simple thumb rule that only if the founder or the founding team feels the need uh you should uh, you know contribute and you know if if you are a domain expert why anyways give your views for free <laughs> it's valuable right yes and if you only if you're asked for give it otherwise don't Yeah and then and if you so strongly believe in it then might will start your own business what's stopping you Yeah and do you think India has a lot of those do you, is do you see that as a handicap or as a benefit or So again you know it goes back to that it's a very young ecosystem the successful founders themselves are uh, in the journey of uh, you know still building out their businesses So we'll reach there uh, and but, but, but it's early in the startup keyword uh, ecosystem but businesses have been around right businesses have been around but you still don't see enough interaction between the old world businesses and new world businesses right mm. uh, and i think it uh, the second issue is we are not used to giving our time 
spending time talking to people if there is nothing in it for us hmm. right then that's one thing that you hear from other places that if people find something interesting they are happy to make an introduction even if they uh, feel that it's not our cup of tea from And an investment point of that's view that's actually the hallmark of a startup ecosystem right Precisely. being so able I think, to so it's it's again you know it's it's a growing up stage for the ecosystem we'll all overcome our insecurities yeah uh, we'll be willing to uh, do those things yeah i think the whole genesis of uh, i th- i remember i think uh, there's a very vague term where people say at the end of every conversation you have whether you're an angel or a founder or a vc uh, you should ask uh, what can i do for you absolutely and and that should be the attitude which you get in if you want to be part of the ecosystem yeah. so i mean you know there are there are very few people who do that yeah. and um, you i know of such people and they are so very highly regarded and they have such uh, high personal liquidity in the system yeah uh, but we need more of those right? yeah uh, for example i think kanchan kumar right yes of course um, i think very hard man be, to get yeah. in india now for a podcast i think yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but people like that but you don't blame others too because you know each of them are so busy building their own businesses or managing their own funds uh, it's, it's not fair to expect them to right be able time. to be able like to somebody has had a multi billion dollar exit and is just on a sabbatical or an investing mode then he or she will have a lot more free time despair right. right so just to i mean before we wrap up i want to understand i understand we are a early ecosystem and this is the sort of attitude one should have but how do you move uh, how do you move more of the old economy since you mentioned them and since you worked with them in uh, in your previous funds uh, this whole concept of uh, taking money and you know routing it like traditional funds were more about sectors and sectoral and so on right and they I'm guessing people who put money in those funds also treated them as a pure play. Uh, yeah, if the sector grows, my money will grow. Mm. Uh, how do you take more people out of that mindset to this sort of investing with heart, as you would say, or investing with pure blind faith in the in the ecosystem? Uh, how do you get more people? No, to be I like think, you. No, no. So I, 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 I don't think I invest yeah, in pure yeah, blind I, I faith. Heard blind faith. <laughs> I'm like that's like that's a very no way he's going to use that word. So I think, uh, I think. But see more, what more, I would say more faith on the person, like you said. But that right. comes. I think people do it in the old economy too, right? Yeah. Uh, it it comes out of uh, intuition, gut feel, whichever way you put in. But it comes again out of years of uh, being there and doing that, and you must still get get it wrong. right it's never a 100% certainty everybody will have different styles people will either go through sectors people will go based on uh, you know their judgment on people uh, so it's it's a mix of uh, various styles that are required and you know sooner or later and as we're seeing early uh, you will see both the old style businesses new age businesses merging yeah and uh, and you seeing early days right you saw free charge being acquired by an access bank, bank yeah. and right. uh, a lot of the old businesses setting up groups within themselves to try and uh, yeah you know, replicate and, or mm-hmm. do some of the new age things uh, i haven't used it for a long time but when the pays app uh, app of hdfc bank was mm-hmm. launched i thought it was a 
very very interesting in a very smooth uh, yeah if only they fix their user experience yes <laughs> uh but but it's happening right so yeah. people realize that if they don't do it they'll be left behind uh, yeah. again in the online lending space yeah then another the balance sheets still the large balance sheets are uh, with the old economy or old yeah. businesses so across different sectors you will see uh, these things happening and you might have acquisition opportunities so an old logistics company might have an opportunity to acquire a new technology developed by uh, you know some of the startups right so you will see all those things happening and where uh, just to put this question since you're an investor and you look at exits as well uh, what do you think of you know people talk about ipos and in the in the at least in the valley they talk about you know ultimate exit for a startup is an ipo or sort of the ultimate large exit can be in that form do you even think that's apart from the very few big ones do you think that's even a possibility in for indian startups to aim for or is it just going to i mean we have not even got there because hardly any yeah, acquisitions not, even happen so yeah then, so i think again we've really the ecosystem has not seen enough exits yeah. of whichever kinds so i today i would say jo bhi exit milega better rather than saying ke you know ipo hi hona chahiye i think more we see models business models tailored to india which are profitable is when you will see ipos being successful in india at least yeah and especially the kind of ones which are like the startup sector ipos i would say like yeah, yeah. not just the traditional business ipos Precisely. which obviously keep happening But, well on a on a closing note i just want to ask since you mentioned a point from a just to put it out to founders out there right also uh, in the way they treat angel investing and angel investors what's the best approach you would give advice to you would give a founder today starting their business in kind in choosing the kind of angels they take money from so the way uh, it should work both ways right uh, it sh- depends on what is the founder looking from the investor is he looking at money or is it looking is he looking for more than money mm-hmm. right and depending on that he or she should zero on in on a bunch of names that he knows they would like to approach okay and any again there's no measure of how you do that there's no there is no measure right you it's word of mouth you ask around uh, in your immediate ecosystem introductions i think they work the best yeah so, and how and doing this while building your company is not an easy task of course so yeah so i always tell everybody at least have a co-founder starting out is very very depressing <laughs> uh, fundraising is a full time job yes uh, of course you have more lows than highs you need a shoulder to cry on to so <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be your angel that should be your co-founder so you need to have a co-founder so that's what i'm saying it's not a, f- a single person's job it's it's good to have a co-founder doing this right and uh, you know you will find your right angel and yeah. the angel will find her right founder yeah that's so, that's i guess that's good for yeah, personally for me uh, what works is uh, introductions if i look at my uh, portfolio most of the deals are through references to people that i knew and works for me yeah so i think that's the same way for a founder to go as well and yeah. i think the ecosystem and maybe even these angel groups and so on everything sort of helps at least to get you connected to the right people and hopefully yeah. uh, everyone both sides make the right decision in choosing yeah. uh, who their uh, co-partners in this journey are uh, 
great thanks so much japan thanks so much for being with us Pleasure. and uh, obviously Pleasure. just everyone can find you on twitter on at japan vyas yes so uh, any any pearls of wisdom which you post on twitter or i rarely do i don't i don't have pearls of wisdom <laughs> i don't discuss my investments on twitter uh, but is that the best way to reach out to you or yeah that's the best way to reach out to me great or linkedin or linkedin, LinkedIn. Cool. Yeah. great thanks so much thanks so much for doing the show thank you for having me and yes. uh, we will hope to get some comments on our uh, slack channel on as well on our slack channel please sign up you know ivmpodcast.com/shunya1 there's a button over there click that make a request for the slack channel and we will add you to it also itunes reviews please five star reviews on itunes are apparently very easy to do now on the podcast app on apple so please kind of do that it's yep. important yeah all right thank you so much we'll see you next week thank you, thank you.